Software Engineering Radio episode 76, special episode on the Patterns Journal. Hello everybody, welcome to SE Radio. This is a special episode that we've briefly spontaneously recorded at Uppsala 2007 because we wanted to announce the new Patterns Journal. Um, people always gave us feedback that they're interested in patterns and all the pattern community and stuff. So we thought, why not announce this new Patterns Journal on the podcast. The Patterns Journal is edited by Ralph Johnson and James Noble. And that's why those two guys are the guests of this episode. Why don't you guys introduce yourself briefly and, and, and yeah, well, give us uh, our listeners an idea of why you're here. So I'm Ralph Johnson. I'm uh, a professor in the computer science department at the University of Illinois. And uh, I've been with doing patterns things for a long time. I was uh, one of the people who wrote uh, design patterns. Right. And I've been to every plop. I've been to a couple of Euro plops, a couple chili plops. Um, never went to a koala plop or a uh, sugarloaf plop or haven't been to a Viking plop. Um, uh, I'm not does. sure what others. There's, there's some in the works that haven't yeah. started yet, so I haven't been to those either. <laughs> but uh, the I was at the mini plop that they had at Uppsala right. this year. Yeah. So there's a lot of different uh, pattern events, and that's partly why we are uh, starting the journal. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm the symbol formerly known as James Noble, <laughs> and uh, I'm a professor at software engineering at uh, Victoria University of Wellington in New Zealand. Um, I've also obviously been working in patents for a while. Perhaps I shouldn't say obviously, but I have been working in patents for a while along with other things, um, and have attended PLOPs uh, and Europlops, which I just love, in Klosterierse uh, in uh, Kaufbeuren, well, obviously in Ierse. It's just a beautiful place. And uh, was involved in setting up and running the koala plops in Australia. And we're hoping that there will be a koala plop in New Zealand. Cool. So the reason why we kind of scheduled this special episode quickly and like sneaked it in between some of the other episodes was that there is this new patterns journal going on. Well, that's right. And this is something that the Hillside group, the um, patterns community, have been wanting to put together for a while. At least two years. And so we're very pleased that uh, Springer Verlag, publisher of the world-famous in Heidelberg Lexinotes in Computer Science, have taken cool. this journal on. So, so what's the plan with this journal? Is it going to publish the proceedings of the conferences, or will it be somewhat orthogonal? It's somewhat orthogonal, but it's closely related in the sense that the conferences will continue to have their own uh, proceedings, but it's important to for people who have never been to a conference, right. one of these pro- conferences, are very quite different from something like Oops, yeah. because the attitude of the program committee is to help the authors to make good papers, not to select good papers out of the large number that are submitted. So the whole uh, the whole event is organized around these writers' workshops where. 
authors are given a lot of feedback from other authors, mm-hmm. from attendees who typically are pretty knowledgeable yeah. about patterns. And they're given a lot of feedback, and then they will leave the conference and go off and work some more on their papers and, and make them even better. Now, the journal was meant to be the next step in the publishing process. So yeah, so you, you had it published at a, at a plop, but you're still working on it. It's a work in progress. You're making it better and better. And then will come to the journal. You know, the people really into patterns are going to like the journal because they'll be able to see, you know, latest things and but there'll always be a lot of patterns. There will be on topics they won't be interested in. Yeah, there'll sure. be plenty of patterns and topics they are yeah. interested in. Uh, and you sort of select the ones that 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 are relevant to you and ignore the rest. Uh, but just like we buy the books that are relevant to us and ignore the rest. So it is a step beyond the, the plops. We're going to have right. a lot more reviewing. One of the things we're going to try to do is get right. content experts in. Very if good. If you bring a paper on object-oriented programming to plop, you can get a lot of people who are really experts on object-oriented programming criticizing it. But if you bring a paper on real-time programming or avionics or you know, all sorts of stuff that people bring, there, it's, we can't tell you whether you're missing some important idea because nobody there is an expert on that. We had uh, some papers on parallel programming that were brought to PLOP uh, in, in Illinois. Well, we, I, I've had some of, invited some of my f- professors uh, in the department who are experts on that to actually come out and cool. go to that. Yeah. So we were able to bring in some. But that's, that's not what usually happens. Right, that's and, true. And it's something we, we recognize. This is a problem at the yeah. plops. And people, but we, we want to have experts come from anything. We don't say it's only about object-oriented programming. Absolutely, we don't believe that. But that's where the pattern started. And so that tends to be the sort of people who come to plop. So that's one of the things we're going to do is try to bring in these content experts for yeah. reviewing. And we're going to have a lot higher standard of reviewing. We won't be quite so friendly as, as the plops. You know, those conferences are very welcoming, really trying to uh, make everybody feel comfortable. And this is if you're a first-time author and you're wondering, where can I publish? I'll tell you, it's much friendlier to yeah. publish, uh, yeah. to go to a plop and, and have a paper there than, than your typical uh, conference. I can tell that from our own experience. If I look back at the stuff I submitted in 99, I guess, well, they were very good. <laughs> uh, but but we're gonna, the, the journal's going to be a bit more like a journal, and we're going to have high standards, and we're going to reject lots of papers. And just yeah. because you went to a plop and uh, and and it got through there, you, it may take you three or four uh, rounds before you get uh, past uh, the journal uh, review. And that's like I said, we, we want to have, it's a next stage. Right. And right. again, our motive is the same. We're trying to help create great literature. So our motive is the same, but now we're sort of expecting the people you've, you've gotten in, you sort of figured out a lot. And so we're going to move to the next level. Yeah. yeah. So do you have to have a paper workshop at a conference before you can submit it to the journal? Or is that just a useful but not mandatory thing to well, do? Well, now we've said that you have to have a paper workshopped at not just anywhere, but one of the uh, one of the serious hillside sponsored sure. plop conferences um, before yep. you can have a uh, uh, before um, you should submit your paper to a journal. And in fact, if you're thinking of submitting, we're asking people to tell us uh, what was the latest plop, uh, where the paper was workshopped, and and who was sort of running the workshop workshop there. 
And this is this is not because we don't think that there's good works being done outside plops, and, and there certainly are. It's because what the journal is about is publishing and collecting and recognising the very best work that's done in patterns um, for software and for other things. So somehow it takes over the role of the plop D-books, of the five books that have been there in a more, let's say, fine, granular and more regular that's way. That's right. That's right. I'm very glad you mentioned that because, of course, yeah, certain I mean, people such as, <laughs> yeah, certain in fact, people. I think everybody uh, around this table <laughs> have, have been an editor or involved in the plop D-book series. But for, for reasons of their own, um, the publisher of that series decided that the series couldn't really carry on. Sure. sure. And yeah. in a lots of ways, it, it was a funny thing for that book series to be doing because really what the Patterns Journal is doing and will probably do better is what those Plopty books were doing. They came out once every two or three years, so it was an event. It took two years to, they took about two years to produce, so they were always lagging behind um, stuff that was actually going to the Plops. And we're hoping that by, by setting up this more regular venue where material submitted to the journal, or rather material accepted to the journal, will be available online through the Springer Verlag website, you will be able to buy these books over Amazon.com once they come out. So it's going to be electronic, the journal, or will it be yes. printed? Yes, it'll be printed, it will be electronic. And print is important because one of the things that the Patterns Journal is explicitly setting out to do is encourage academics now to actually come in right. and not only write patterns, but also write papers that talk about patterns. Uh, so, for example, one of the questions that we always get about patterns is, where can I find good patterns for doing X? Whether X, X yeah. is finite state machines, or whether X is Ajax, or whether X is websites. And so one of the things we're hoping, if people submit these things, that will start appearing in the Patterns Journal is a guide to patterns about websites, for example. Yeah. Can I keep my layout, the design, the layout, the white space that I put into patterns? I mean, patterns have always also been about nice literature, about writing nicely formatted, nicely looking, well-structured stuff. Will this go away in to make it compatible to, I don't know, the LNCS format? LNCS does have standards, but uh, we can fit into that without too much trouble. In, in fact, one of the highlights of artistry is working within a set of constraints. <laughs> Okay. So we, we talked about how to submit. You first go to a conference, have your paper workshopped, and then there is a separate submission thing where I say, this is where I've been to the conference, here is the yes. paper. And uh, reading the journal works by going to some kind of website, thepatternsjournal.com, or where uh, is it? Th there will be a website. Uh, there also will be a printed version, so uh, yeah. they'll, they'll both be there. One of the things, because of it being a part of the LNCS, it's going to be in libraries. I mean, there's, I don't know, a thousand libraries that subscribe to it. So it definitely is it's an archival publication and doesn't depend just on the web. The, the Hillside Group has a pointer to it too, so you can go to hillside.net and, yeah. and look up the journal. Hillside.net forward slash T-P-L-O-P. Transactions on Patent Languages of Programming. Okay, so to wrap this thing up... Is there any highlights that you might have already planned for the first couple of episodes? Anything you want to point our listeners to explicitly? Well, we have plans for uh, things. We're expecting to frequently have special issues on, on topics. Right. What we're thinking is the first special issue will be on pedagogical patterns. Wow, cool. When will the first, ep uh, the first episode, <laughs> when will the first issue be available? What's the plan? Well, we're hoping to have one by next summer. 
Okay, cool. And then every... Because we are promising Springer Verlag that we will do at least one a year, and we're aiming for two a year. But I think that if we had more, they would be happy to give more because it doesn't cost them a lot. So if we had four or five a year, if we actually had good material for that. So and I'll just say that we are uh, especially interested in reviewers. So right. if people... Uh, we'll have a place, if they go to the website, we'll have a place that people can contact us and tell us what their expertise is. Yeah. And just to clarify, the review is not necessarily about the patternness of no. something. So you don't have to be a pattern expert. It's about subject right. matter experts. We, we sort of want to get beyond the patternness. Right. And, and that's where you need the review specifically because the patternness kind of can be reviewed by the PLOP conferences before it's submitted to the, right. to the journal. Right. So one of the things about patterns way back when was the idea of building a handbook for software architecture, yeah. that there would be a reference that would be on the shelf or in the library that when, an, when a practicing engineer needs to do something that maybe they don't know how to do, but they're sure has been done before, somewhere that they can go and they can find out about. Now, in almost every other engineering discipline, there are these kind of handbooks. Not everybody has them, but, you know, they're in libraries. Large engineering yep. firms have got these things, and small engineering consultancies, you've got access to them. If you've worked with other kinds of engineers, whether it's roading engineers, whether it's aeronautical engineers, whatever, all this kind of information is available. And that was the dream of the patents community when it first started, and we think that the transactions on patent languages of programming is the next step in bringing that dream to reality for software engineers. Mm -hmm. Next step is a really important part of that because we don't think that we're going to make that happen just with, with the, journal the journal because you have yes. to do – the journal is more of a, a continuing this bottom up of producing a yep. lot of pieces of that. Somewhere, someone's going to have to come and do a top down. There have to be some organization that takes yeah. the effort Grady's to – great. Well, Grady's book is, is another – you know, step along there. Franken Kevlin's magnum opus, <laughs> poser nineteen to twenty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, actually, I think it's going to have to be a group like you know the ACM or IEEE right. or some yeah. some, yeah. some yeah. You know, international organization yeah. that that really sponsors something like that. Okay, thank you very much, you both, for being thank on the you. show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Software Engineering Radio. If you want to get more information about Software Engineering Radio or if you want to give us feedback, please go to our website at se-radio.net. You can also contact the team at team at se-radio.net, although we prefer entries in our comments system on the website so other people can see what you think. Software Engineering Radio wants to thank Henning Pauli for the intro and outro music as well as Lipson for providing the bandwidth. This episode of SE Radio, as well as all other episodes, is licensed under Creative Commons license. See the Software Engineering Radio website for details.